0: Hallelujah, 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 praise God. Amen, 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 praise God. In today's world of hustle and bustle, we tell time by our smartphone, expensive watches, and even our computers. Often our appointments. Our appointment book writer are kept electronical, and we march to the beat of what these devices tell us to do, and when. But as believers in Jesus Christ, should we not pause and ask, "Oh, the inventor of time keeps time and what the schedule appointments? Have you ever had a coincidence which?" ...was so special that it seems like God was in it. I'm sure some of us can relate to that. Divine Appointments is a meeting which was inspired and God-led in God-led. God God is sovereign. He is all-knowing and all-powerful. That's the God that we're serving. We are serving a God that is all-knowing is sovereign, is omnipresent, and it's powerful. You know, when we connect to um, the God that we serve, you know, he, he, can, he can bless us, he can make us to be what he wants us to be. And we serve in such a mighty God that, you know, that knows everything. He knows the beginning from the end. Um, sometimes God wants to bless us and other people are he could try and help us to get a good deal the possibility of a divine appointments are endless if we are willing to be led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit great things are possible but hear, that's, hear that last part of that sentence we can only be Willing to be led by the Spirit of God. If we're not willing to give ourselves, to commit ourselves, we're not going to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, the Bible said many are called, but few are chosen. My my topic this morning is a divine... Appointments. When you think of something in its state, we have two things there. We have divine and we have appointments. Let me take the appointments first, and then I get to the divine. Appointments is something that I have to agree upon. I can't just walk up to the doctor's office and say, I need to make an appointment. Yes, I can. Let me take that back. But the doctor won't see me, if you know what I mean. I have to call in advance or I can go to the doctor and say, I'd like to make an appointment. Then they will look on their schedule, either electronically or in their books, to see where or not they can accommodate me, when they can accommodate me. Now, if they can't accommodate me, if I'm willing, I can say, well, doctor, I need to see you now. I, I have to wait until that date or time is available for me to see uh you know, my daughter. Look on the other part of divine. Divine, you're talking about a deity. You're talking about uh, a, a spiritual connection with our maker, with our creator. Remember, he's the one that made us and not we ourselves. The scriptures say we are his people and the sheep of his pastor he said we should enter into His gate with thanksgiving and into His court with praise. You know, we're here to praise Him. Why? Because He's worthy to be praised. He's great. He's the great I am. He is the first and He is the last. He's the one that is and that is to come. So when you have a divine appointment, you will stay connected with God. You won't steer to the left nor to the right. Why? Because you're in connection with your God. Amen? Throughout the Bible, there are many examples of divine appointment. There oftentimes God leads the faithful to cross other person's path and great things happen. It is the state of a quality of being divine. The term came from I don't know godly nature or a character. In the Hebrew word, in fact, that word means el. Or Elohim, which you're referring to that God, you know, the one God. The Bible let us know. In uh, Deuteronomy six verse four said Hero Israel, well, the Lord our God is Uno, is one God. You know, we should love the Lord our God with all our hearts, all our mind and all our soul. Why? Because he is the creator of us all. So we should be able to love him. We should be able to to, to to be available to, to whatever the will of God for us in, in our life. Because remember our life is not our own. God is the one that brought us into this world. And when it's time for Him to take us out, He can just snatch us and just take us just like that. Because He has the power to do that. Amen. Amen. The Bible said in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He said the same was in the beginning with God. He said all things were created by Him, and without Him there was not anything made that was made. The Bible led us to know in Esther chapter one. Before I get to the scripture, there, the book of Esther records the wickedness of Haman. He was the second highest official in the kingdom of Asera, Azarius. Azarius was the world's most powerful leader. He ruled from Ethiopia to India. And um, over 127 providences. If you compare those providences to the time that we're living in, you think of states, you know. Providence you refer to as a country. But when you think of, you know, one person have the, uh, the, the, the power to rule uh, 127 providences. That person got to do, you know, in, in our state, we have New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New York. But If you notice, in all these low states, we have our own dignitaries. We have our governors, our mayors, and all these different officials in all these different states. But in, in, in the country, in, in, in the providences, you have one person that, you know, yes, he have his helpers in different places to do things. And and to help out with the things that goes on. But when when, when that person has the ability, you know, to rule that much providence, you know, it, it it's it's it gotta be powerful, he gotta be mighty, he gotta have something to able to to rule all these different uh, providences. Amen? Amen. Let's turn to the book of Esther, chapter one, verses one through um, one through five. Esther chapter 1. Now it came to pass in the days of Asura, this Asura which reigned from India, even through Ethiopia, over 127 providences. In verse 2 he said that in those days when the king of Asura sat on the throne of his kingdom, which was in Shusham the palace, in verse 3 he said in the third year of his reign he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants the power of Persia and the Media the noble of the princes of the providence being before him When he threw the riches of the glorious kingdom and the honors of his excellent majesty many days even an hundred and fourscore days In verse 5 he said and when those days were expired, the king made a feast unto all the people that were present in Shusham, the palace both unto great and small, seven days in the court of the golden of the king's palace. Divine appointments and holy scripture arrangement, divine appointments and the Holy Spirit. Or spiritually connected. Divine appointments. Meeting arranged by the Holy Spirit. With people that have something in them. That you need in you. You are only one conversation away from a new season of favor. The Spirit arranges meeting with people you need to meet. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, God's will be done. Often, he will requires a special meeting with someone you have never met. Notice the words in the prayer, and lead us. He said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in hurt as it in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. But deliver us from Hebrew. For thine is the kingdom. And the power and the glory. Forever. Amen. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Pray in God's kingdom come. Open divine appointments. Conversation is favor your life. A divine appointment is a meeting ordained by the Holy Spirit that will change the course of one's life, of your life. These types of meetings are filled with favor. Favor from one person can change life overnight. One day we hear the story all the time or know the story. A Samaritan woman met Jesus at the village well. This was a divine appointment. Jesus said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of the water shall, shall thirst again. But he said, Whosoever drinketh of the water shall never that I give you shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And that's in John 4, from 13 through 14. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the curse of the oil fall. Until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth, And she went and did according to saying of Elijah. And she said, and and she did eat. The lame beggar of the gate, beautiful, encouraged Peter and John to receive a miracle healing. The Bible led us to know, and I'm reading from the amplified Bible here. There are eight different command that it is referred to as divine appointments the first one in Leviticus 23 verses 1 to 2 he said and this one talking about the law of religious festival the lord speak unto speak again to moses saying verse 2 Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, The appointed time establish the feast of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as an holy conversation. My appointed time are these. To the Sabbath. He said, for six days, work may be done. But the seventh day is the Sabbath, the Sabbath is completed rest. An only convocation, which means we' are calling together. You shall not do any work on that day. It is the Sabbath of the Lord, whatever you may be. The third one is the Passover and the unleavened bread. These are the appointed time of the Lord. Holy convocation which shall proclaim all the appointed times. In verse 5 it said, The Lord's Passover is on the 14th day of the first month at twilight. In verse 6, The feast of the unleavened bread to the Lord is on the 15 days of the same month for 7 days until he shall eat the unleavened bread. In verse 7, it said, And the first day ye shall have a holy convocation calling together. Ye shall not do any laborious work on that day. But ye shall present an offering by fire to the Lord for seven days. And the seven days there shall be an holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. And that day. But you see, if you compare that time to the time that we're living in today, you know, we're living in such a busy time that if, if we're not so careful, we 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 just don't have enough time to serve God because why, you know, the Bible remember the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto us. But what what, what we did was to Add everything else to us, and we don't see God. So so therefore, we get so caught up with the things of this world and not the things of God, if you mean. You see, God is a jealous God. We can't serve two masters. We have to know that if God is for us, as the songwriter said, if our, or the scripture said rather, if God is for us, who can be against us? We can't serve God and Baal at the same time. You have to make sure, give unto God what is his. And unto Caesar and Baal, if you please, what is his. So therefore, we have to make our calling and election sure unto God. When we seek God, when we make ourselves available for the things of God, God will make sure everything that is around us, everything surround us, will be possible. But when we keep God at the end burner or at the end of the door, then God is saying, well, you don't seek me. Why should I provide for you? Why should I give you what you want? Why? Because you don't put me first. Remember, He's the one that made us. And we should have that right. Yes, we have that right to seek, He first, the kingdom of God. The Feast of the First Fruit. In verse 9 it said, Then the Lord speak unto Moses. To Moses saying, Verse 10, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When ye enter into the land which I am giving you, reap its harvest, you shall bring the shaft of the first fruit of your harvest to the priest. Verse 11 it said, You shall... Wave the shaft before the Lord so that you may accept the priest shall wave it on the day after the Sabbath. Remember the Bible say he created six days and seventh day we should rest. But these days we work seven days. We don't not rest then. This person needs my time. That person needs my time. I have to be at that place. I have to be at that place. And because of that, we have no time, you know, to say, okay, you know, I, I made a president. Uh, 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 I don't want to use that word there. But I, I, I make a, a commitment to God that, listen, as for me, the Bible says we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling before God. Which means if my brother is here and he's encouraged me. You can do it, brother. This is up to me and my salvation with God. Because why? At the end of the day, when all is said and done, it's only what you do for Christ will last. So therefore, when you work your own salvation, when you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling before God, then God will make sure... Your duty is to make sure your will, you will make sure that whatever you are doing, you will make sure it will prosper. The Bible says, shall be like a river. Hallelujah. The feast of the week. In verse 15 it said, you shall come from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when he brought in a shaft, tied bundle of grain, of the wave of wave of offering, there shall be seven complete sabbath, seven full weeks. The feast of the trumpets. He said again, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "Say to the children of Israel, on the day and the first day of the seventh month, after, almost October." You shall observe a day, a solemn sabbatical rest, a memorable day announced by the blowing of the trumpets, an holy convocation. Verse 25 says, You shall not do any laborious work on that day, but shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. The Day of Atonement, it tells us that the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, also, the tenth day of the seventh month is the day of atonement. It shall not be an holy convocation for you, but you shall humble yourself by fasting and present an offering by fire to the Lord. You shall not do any work on the same, this same day, for it is the day of atonement to make an atonement on the behalf before the Lord your God. If there is only, if there is any person who shall not humble himself on this same day, he shall be cut off from his people, excluded him from the atonement made for them. If there is any person who does any work on this same day, I will destroy that person from among his people. You shall do no work at all on that day. It is a permanent statute throughout your generation. Wherever you may be, it is to be you be unto you a Sabbath of complete rest. And you shall humble yourself on the ninth day of the month of the evening from evening to even shall all your Sabbath. Just going to talk about one more, the Feast of the Booth. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to the children of Israel, on the fifteenth day of the seventh month, and for seven days it is the Feast of the Booth, the tabernacle to the Lord. The first day is the holy convocation, calling together, you shall not do any laborious work on that day. The scripture said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I unto thee. In the name of Jesus, Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. All these meetings are orchestrated by the Holy Spirit having a profound effort on your life. You may feel really frustrated right now because you know the gift of God and you shall be producing more than you see. You know, there are times we come in the house of God and it's the end of the week and you said. You know, did I do as much as I should this week for the Lord, that is? Did I try to take the time to talk to someone about the love of God, the goodness of Jesus Christ? The fact that he died for us and is coming back for us. Have we ever take the time out to say, okay, this week I had a good week in the Lord. I fast at least one day in the week. I was able to get some time to sacrifice, to pray, and to do some things, not about me or about my family, but about for God. I have a business that I operate, and it's its tough, it's tough for me sometimes. Tough, tough in the sense that I have to draw a line, Sister Jackson, and tell myself that <laughs> like for example i was uh, a two customer yesterday i wanted to be a prior and i tell myself that i'm not n- going to let nothing hinder me from coming to prior i went to try to get to a customer yesterday i was in philadelphia and uh, i was in a tough part of the city it was so hard to get parking so i drove around the block at least twice i went for blocks and there was nowhere but the darrell park so i called up the customer and i said um you know, we're going to have to schedule or reschedule another time when it's convenient, not only parking, but when it's, you know, for me to get here. Because if I had linger, Sister Jackson, and just keep driving around, you know, the enemy was there trying to say, no, you, you may find somewhere, you know, just keep going around the block. You may, you may find just the right space, but the right space was going to be blocks away, Brother Darrell, and I, I'm going to have to walk miles to get to that customer. Literally. So I said, no, I can't do this. So, you you know, we we have to draw a line. We, we, We have to know where our limits are. We have to know that, listen, God has done so much for us. He has done so much for us. It's not what my mother did to me, nor my father, but it's what God done for us. Because why? God is the one that gave our parents the ability to bring us into this world. So if God give our parents the ability to bring us in this world, the least we can do is to take the time to say, God, we thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. We adore you. We give you glory and honor because you alone are worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Divine opportunities. I received a vision about a country one time in a vision. The Lord showed me that I, that a great door had been hoping for the advance of the gospel. I didn't know anything about the country and didn't dwell on the vision that much. When you don't know what the Holy Spirit of God is saying, just be patient. A couple months later, we attend a ministry conference in Florida. During the lunch break, we were seated at a table with a group of strangers. Somewhere during the conversation, I spoke about the vision of the Holy Spirit gave me. To my amazing amazement, those, those having lunch with us were from that same very nation. They were really touched a few days later. I received a call from one of the leaders inviting me to preach at their annual conference. At the time he called, traveling would have been a financial burden. I told the man I would pray about it. After hanging up the phone, the Holy Spirit spoke to me saying, Don't let go of that divine appointments. all oh, fast to them. When God wants to bless you, it will bring somebody into your life the divine appointments to open a door for a ministry or for you. When God wants to bless you, you're going to have to be patient with God. You have to make sure you're available, that when God opened up the door for you, you'll able to walk right into the door. If you don't be patient, remember, patient is a virtue. You know, when you have that patience with God, God will make sure whatever it is that you, you, you aspire to be in life, the doors will be open for you. Amen? Words are very important. We speak words oftentimes to someone either to, you know, to praise them, to encourage them, to comfort them, to let them know that, you know, we're here for them, so to speak. The emptiness you are trying to achieve can only be accomplished by divine appointment with God. We do walk around a lot of times with emptiness. We do walk around a lot of time trying to achieve something great in life. But it's not going to happen unless you have a divine appointment with God. That's the only time, that's the only way you can, you know, accomplish what you want to accomplish. When seasons change, all new season in your life starts with words. Words are involved with all new beginnings. This means all outset will include words. You could call these words prophetic announcement. Scriptures say, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He said, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. It's amazing, oh, many new seasons and new opportunities begin after you hear from the Holy Spirit. God says, to everything there is a season and to every purpose on the heaven. A time to burn, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down, and a time to build up. A time to weep, and a time to laugh. A time to mourn, and a time to dance. He said, a time to cast away stone, and a time to gather stone together. A time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get, and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rent and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time of war and a time of peace. To everything that we do, there is a season. When it's not your season, it's just not your season. When it's your time, it's just your time. When it's your time to be blessed, God will bless you. When it's your time to lose, God will take away from you. But to everything, there is a season and there is a time. The Bible led us to know, in Romans 6, verses 23, He said, The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51 to 52, he said, Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed in a moment. In the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. We will be changed. The Bible says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we will be changed. Why? Because the Bible says he's going to prepare a place for us. That where he is, we may be also. But the only way we can get to that place that he's going to prepare for us is by us having a divine appointment with God. Listen, dead have no color. dead have no name. Death is no respecter of person. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die. But after death, there is a judgment. Judgment day is coming. Are you ready when the trumpet's sound? Do you have a divine appointment with God? We all have an appointment. Believe it or not. When God created us, He created us for His reason, for His purpose. We had that connection with God. The scripture said, any man being Christ is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. We can only be new new by having a divine appointment. When you repent of your sin... When you baptize in Jesus' name, when you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have a divine connection with God. And it's for you now to make yourself available to stay connected with God and in God. Because if you're not connected with God, you're going to be disconnected. And if you want to make it uh, into the kingdom of God, you have to stay connected. You know, two weeks ago in Bible study, pastor, you know, used the reference of, you know, the statistics uh, that a business normally between one to five years, if you're not prospering, you're dying, or if you are not at a place where you're growing as a business, you know, it's just time to close the door. You know, quote. I use that same phrase and say, if you're in the kingdom of God between one to five years are you not connected are you not you know you're not growing spiritually with the lord you are just disconnected you're dying so you have to make sure you make the you're calling an election sure before god you have to make sure you stay connected with god because it's only what you do for christ will last. That's the only thing that's going to last. Heaven and earth, everything else is going to pass. The Bible said, vanities are vanities. All is vanities and vexation of spirit. He said, love not the world, neither the things of the world. For all that is in the world is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. When we get caught up with these things, it gets us disconnected with God. But if we forget the things that are in this world and stay connected with God, we will live together. We will work together. We will serve God together. Why? Because that's the only way. He said many are called, but few are chosen. So if you know that you are a chosen person, if you're a royal priesthood, you're an only nation, you should make sure you stay connected with God. There's a song that we sing. It says, Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Uh, It said, I am am washed in His blood and I am sanctified through His Spirit. It is only that joy that God gave me. The songwriter said, the world didn't give it to me and the world can't take it away. Why? Because we have this hope knowing that one day we are going to see our Savior face to face. He said, to as many as look for Him, shall He appear a second time. Amen. He's coming back. He's coming back for a people that are called by His name. Because I know that I'm a servant of one God. Apostolic, tongue-talking, holy roller, holy heaven-bound believer. I believe. I believe in the name of Jesus. I believe He's the one that died for me. I believe He's the one that's coming back for me. I know that one of these days, soon or very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. The Bible let us know. I'm getting ready to wrap up in Isaiah 9, verse 6. It said, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. It said, And the government shall be upon his shoulders. His name shall be called Wonderful. Why? Because the Wonderful God. Counselor is our mighty counselor. When you need someone to counsel you, go to Jesus. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the one that is and that is to come. If you want to stay connected with God, if you want to have a divine appointment with God, I'm inviting you all to stand with us this afternoon. Uh, If you want to have a divine appointment this afternoon, if you're not sure that you have a true divine appointment with God this afternoon, I'm going to ask you, you know, you can come to the altar, we can take a few minutes just to pray, just to stay. Make sure we make that calling that we have in our life. If this is for me, you know, you want to make sure what God asks for you is for you. But the only way you can receive what God asks for you is by you opening up yourself and be willing to be used by God. And once God bless you, just don't turn back. Don't look to the left nor the right. Don't give up on God. Because why? He's not going to give up on us. Amen. God's not going to give up on us. Don't give up on God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Acknowledge Him in all your ways. He will direct you. He will keep you. He will make ways when there seems to be no way. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to invite us, if we can just take a few minutes. We can just come to the altar this afternoon. And just just make sure we make our calling and let sure unto God that we can have a divine connection with God. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Behold Jehovah, seated on the throne.